And starting the week on Culture File, we have Paddy Woodworth with his latest addition to the Naturalist Bookshelf, a 21st century bestseller. But don't let that suggest Paddy put you off. Helen MacDonald's H is for Hawk. If you wanted to be bitchy about H is for Hawk, Helen MacDonald's Runaway 2014 bestseller, you could say that this book is all about Helen. At least, that is what Mark Cocker's essay, written a year later, Death of the Naturalist, Why is the New Nature Writing So Tame, seems to suggest. Cocker is himself a distinguished and usually perceptive nature writer, so his words carry some weight. The book's profound impact is not in any doubt, he conceded in The New Statesman. But then he continued, A legitimate question to pose about H's for Hawk is its status as a nature book. He asks why nature writing has become a publishing phenomenon in the last decade, at the very moment when the actual natural world is disappearing before our eyes, ravaged by climate change, habitat destruction, and mass extinction. Is the public, he wonders, seeking comfortable but futile refuge from this catastrophe by looking for nature only between the covers of beautifully written books, rather than by striding out to confront its causes. Cocker does raise an important question here, but it's a pity that he uses it as a stick to beat, however gently, writers like MacDonald and even Robert McFarlane. If the broad public does remain indifferent to the biodiversity crisis, that is hardly the responsibility of these authors. On the contrary, MacDonald and MacFarlane both repeatedly express in their books grief and rage at our species fouling of our own home places, and they urge conservation and restoration. It's also unfortunate that Cocker links this question with what he wrongly believes is a new tendency for nature writers, and that he thinks somehow undermines their status in this field. It seems to irk him that they include themselves in the landscapes and species they are exploring and celebrating. He should know full well that there is nothing new about this practice. Many, if not all, of the classics we have taken from our bookshelf for this series are beloved nature books precisely because they interweave the concerns and quirks of their engaging narrators with the natural world they present to us so vividly. Think of Barry Lopez bowing before nesting Arctic birds, or of Annie Dillard's struggle to reconcile nature's exquisite beauty with its dark side of pain and slaughter. Think of the pioneer campaigner against pesticides, Rachel Carson, extolling the wonder of night walks on the beach with her little nephew. Think of Michael Viney's seamless blending of his garden dramas in Mayo with the great issues of conservation. Think of Cocker's own close associate, Richard Maybe, finding a cure for his chronic depression in the playful flight displays of red kites. And if J.A. Baker erases his personality in pursuit of becoming himself a peregrine falcon, that is surely in itself an intensely personal journey. It is true, however, that no one has given us quite as much of themselves in a nature book as Helen MacDonald gives of herself in H's for Hawk. A highly regarded young poet, scholar and naturalist, 
she found herself struck down by almost unbearable grief on the death of her father. And she seeks refuge in taking on the most notoriously tricky challenge in falconry, the training of a goshawk. These birds of prey, she tells us at the outset, resemble sparrowhawks the way leopards resemble house cats. Bigger, yes, but bulkier, bloodier, deadlier, scarier, and much, much harder to see. She gives her hawk the oddly demure name of Mabel and finds herself led into realms of nature and imagination that are at times exhilarating, often deeply personal and troubling, and ultimately healing. She identifies with the predator and participates in her predations with an intimacy that might have alarmed even J.A. Baker. When Mabel cripples a rabbit, MacDonald observes the pulsing ooze of its blood with fascination. But then she breaks its neck because she wants to end its suffering. Otherwise, Mabel would have eaten the living rabbit in her own time, utterly indifferent to whether her prey was alive or dead at any given mouthful. Grim stuff, you might think, but MacDonald uses her entry into the hawk's life to meditate profoundly on our lives and deaths, on democracy and fascism and war, and on the nature of nature and its relationship to culture, and on what we call wildness. And through it all, in a remarkable feat of literary acrobatics, she threads a disturbing biography of T.H. White, author of Our Once and Future King. White, we learn, wrote an even stranger, darker book about goshawks than McDonald's. H's for Hawk doesn't always work. It's sometimes overblown and melodramatic, but it's much more often very well written. And above all, contrary to Cocker's comments, it is deeply engaged with nature and like Mabel the goshawk, it is never, ever tame. Paddy Woodworth there placing Helen MacDonald's H's for Hawk on the naturalist bookshelf. Next time on Culture File, the catwalk potential of digital clothing. <laughs>